0: Hey, this is James. We had some audio problems with my audio uh, when we recorded this episode. My apologies about that. We'll try to clean that up in the future.
1: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, October 24th, 2019. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves,
0: And I am Broadway stars James Marino.
1: Hi, Broadway stars James Marino. We have a very exciting and busy show today, and I want to make sure we get to all of the news. But first up, I would be remiss not to send everyone to the way of patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon, whatever suits your fancy, to throw a little money our way if you haven't already. As we discussed yesterday, we're getting those perks off the ground finally. Very exciting. Including early show releases for backers, patrons will get the show the night before, barring some very important, very early morning news. Which, well, at least you can get excited about that if you don't see a show in your feed.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, more information for our listeners who have supported us um, today. I had lunch with uh, a lunch meeting with somebody. Named uh, Jean-Paul Jovanov Oh. And he is the founder of Musical Theater Radio, which is a streaming musical theater. Oh,
1: very nice. Uh,
0: musical theater streaming radio station that focuses on new musicals. So developing Ooh. the new musicals and the new we arts. We love a new musical. From- Things like that, and Broadway Radio is going to be partnering with them so that very
1: you, nice you will
0: hear today on Broadway on the musicaltheaterradio.com what streaming
1: station. See,
0: and everything's uh, coming
1: up Broadway Radio.
0: Exactly, and uh, I spoke to our buddies over uh, in London, and we're going to have an announcement coming soon <sighs> from the folks in London. So,
1: do I get to move tuned. to London?
0: Yes, I didn't tell you that yet. Yes, but it's it's all expenses paid. We we're gonna pay for everything, Uh, only if you can go. Thank can you, Ashley?
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay,
0: (laughs) it's it's what we do. Yeah, it is. So, um, you know how we pay for all these expenses? Tell me. Three shows have extended.
1: Yes, they have, James. We had a multitude of extensions announced yesterday, both on Broadway and off-Broadway. First up, the critically acclaimed and recently opened opened David Byrne's American Utopia will now play an extra month by popular demand at Broadway's Hudson Theater. The production was originally scheduled to run through January 19th. It will now play through February 16th. As Matt and I discussed on the show the other day, American Utopia opened to rave reviews and was named a New York Times Critics Pick. Second on the list for extensions was the much-buzzed-about Heroes of the Fourth Turning at Playwrights Horizons, which has announced a second extension. The play, written by Will Arbery and directed by Dana Tammer, will run now through November 17th, twice extended from the original closing date. Of October 27th at the Main Stage Theater. Likewise, the show was named a Times Critics Pick and was one of Helen Shaw's rare five star reviews at Time Out New York. She tweeted yesterday that she's given like six of them in her decades long career at Time Out, so that's how you know it's good. And finally, MCC has once again announced the extension. Of its highly anticipated world premiere production of Ross Golan's The Wrong Man, starring Joshua Henry, Sierra Renee, and Ryan Vasquez, originally scheduled for a limited run through October 27th, the new musical will now play through November 24th at the Newman Mills Theater at the Robert W. Wilson MCC Theater Space. So obviously very exciting for all these shows, James. We talked a lot about all three of them and, of course, just discussed the reviews for American Utopia the other day. An extra month for that especially is very impressive, which they're getting close to cutting into Plaza Suites time, which is supposed to start previews in March, I believe. But Heroes of the Fourth Turning has had some incredible word of mouth reviews. The Wrong Man, we've discussed how that's been received, but also I think it says a lot for the fact that people are coming out for it and they want to see new original musicals. So always good news, as we just discussed our uh, soon-to-be new musical partner.
0: So the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Speaking of the Lord... uh, God's got some bad news off-Broadway.
0: Yeah. The new musical Only Human, which stars Gary Busey. Gary busy. Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey as God. <laughs> <laughs> Announced last night. It says Gary Busy. That's why I yeah. laughed. I left because it said busy. And he's a busy Busey. Uh, as it plays his final performance at Off-Broadway's Theatre at St. Clement's on October 28th. Uh, the musical comedy which began previews October 8th will officially... It, it officially opened on the 21st. Uh, reimagines the story of Jesus and Lucifer, Lucifer in a... Lucifer. in a contemporary workplace with uh, Busey stars Mike Squilante who's also the show's composer and lyricist Kim Steele... Evan Maltby, the one of the Maltby's, Do you know? Uh, see a Maltby Maltby. I'm not ben, sure. Ben Boggett, Ben Boggin, Lily Thomas, and Charles West. So Goodness. yeah,
1: I. Who'd I, have I, I, thought people wouldn't be clamoring to see Gary Busey as God?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So. um yeah i uh
1: did you get a chance to see it and it's one day since it's opened
0: i i have not (laughs) it it didn't make the uh Mm. the cutoff for the invites I, i was figuring that it would extend multiple times like the three previous uh shows that we had talked about but somebody was mentioning that uh they saw uh Gary Busey over at Ellen Stardust Diner yesterday.
1: I saw uh, that, and <laughs> just,
0: just as uh, half hour was passing, and yeah. and I commented back to them, I was like, "I'm not telling him he's late. You telling him he's late? I'm not telling him he's late."
1: <laughs> I, I'm not saying it contributed to the show's closing, but mm. hey, if Gary mm. Busey's late. If God's late, then. Wait, can God be late though? Is it kind of that's kinda of like if God's late everyone else uh everyone else is late as well.
0: Doesn't sound have a lyric along those lines? You yeah, know exactly. <laughs> of the
1: God is God is in the details.
0: Exactly. That's the uh Sunday in the park. All right. <laughs> so uh Drew Galing to Return to Waitress. Yeah. So, waitress alum Drew, Drew Galing will return to the musical reprising his performance as Dr. Pomatter for the show's final weeks on Broadway. Who was it that played Dr. Pomatter and kept on getting Pomatter's name wrong? Oh, I don't know. I don't
1: know who it was. It was? Is it that a thing that happened? It wasn't
0: Gavin Creel, was it? I think it was Gavin Creel. Oh, <laughs> no. But maybe he was joking. It was, it, was, it was on Instagram, and he kept. He was like Pomatter.
1: Pom- oh, so Well, Galen, he got it right in the show, at least, from what yeah, I saw. He did.
0: Rock and roll. So, Galen will step into the role October 30th, just two days after Only Human closes, and succeeds Mark Evans and stays through the show's closing on January 5th, yeah. 2020. The current cast includes Jordan Sparks through November 24th, Natasha Yvette Williams, Caitlin Houlihan, Ben Thompson, Benny Elledge, Christopher Fitzgerald, and Larry Marshall, isn't? Al Rook. oh, as previously announced, Al Rooker, I was just going to say, Al Rooker will return <laughs> to the music for a limited engagement beginning November 1
1: ish. 1 ish, yeah. You yeah, know, I've said it already, James. I. Think they're gearing up for a very big closing month here, and I checked as a very big Sarah Bareilles fan. She has one December date in her current tour, and it is at the Town Hall in New York City.
0: No way!
1: It is yeah, yep. Saturday, one Saturday performance, and the rest of her December is clear. So. I'm waiting on that announcement. I uh, I think I think that's what we're getting.
0: I think it's it's worth the preemptive ticket buy because yeah, absolutely. If, you know, if Sarah Brellis is in it, then awesome.
1: If and if not, not you're you still, still seeing a waitress. great
0: show. You still have waitress, yeah. You
1: have a great show and even if it's not Sarah Bareilles, I'm sure they're going to put someone big in for the last month, so you're probably seeing somebody great no matter what. If it is Sarah Bareilles you're seeing an amazing show because that's who I got to see and it's definitely one of my top theater moments. I
0: get all misty when she used to be mine.
1: Uh, oh, my God. I love so, that. So, so good.
0: Love that. All right. We have uh, not one, but two Bellas. Bella, Bella reviews.
1: Yeah. Not only that, uh, we have For Colored Girls... That opened at the Public Theater. James, we had two highly anticipated shows that opened Tuesday night off Broadway that we didn't get a chance to cover. So I do want to briefly go over some of the reviews for them. As you said, first up over at MTC, Harvey Firestein's Bella Bella officially opened. The solo show features the Tony winner as Bella Abzug, New York City's very own firebrand, on the eve of her bid to become New York State's first female senator. Kimberly Sr. directs the show from Firestein's script. And all of the reviews I've seen kind of touch on the same point. Jesse Green at the New York Times writes... Those who have seen Firestein on stage won't be surprised. They know he's not going to lose a battle for dominance with any author, including himself. He's a big, tasty ham and will do whatever is necessary to make sure you get an ample helping of his warmth and flavor regardless of the role. That's usually a net plus, but in a biographical vehicle like Bella Bella, it unfortunately means someone else is not getting served. In this case, big surprise, it's the woman. Her name may appear twice on the Manhattan Theater Club marquee, but neither the anecdotal play nor the droll performance provides the depth of a reasonably thorough obituary. On the similar but different end, Melissa Rose Bernardo of New York Stage Review writes, The idea of Firestein or any man, for that matter, playing Abzug might be jarring, but frankly, it works, and it would just as well with other actors as Bella, too. Tova feldscha anyone? The beautiful thing about Bella Bella is its timing. A fiercely intelligent, outspoken woman fighting for equal rights, civil rights, and abortion rights, blazing her own political trail and creating a legacy that future generations can admire and emulate, we can never see too many of those. Now, the other show I said I wanted to touch on is the major off-Broadway revival of Entezaki Shange's For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide Slash When the Rainbow Is Enough. As we talked about earlier this week, the public theater production has been extended one week and will now run through November 24th. Based on the reviews, it will be a shock if we don't get another extension, thankfully. Ben Brantley of the New York Times writes, What's most striking about this incarnation is its pervasive sense of women talking to and being ...being deeply invested in one another, as if, it, as if in an internal support group. It's a sensibility that starts with its circular stage, which seems to exert a centripetal force, repeatedly pulling the performers into a single huddle. Not that the form of the individual monologues has been jettisoned, but while I remember Colored Girls as a series of vivid star turns, this version feels like an endlessly fluid collaboration... And Helen Shaw of Vulture writes, Shange's poetry is as keen as it was half a century ago, but it's the turning towards one another quality that makes the show so rich. The poems are about the wounds of black womanhood. The ladies tell stories about joyful sexual awakening, but also about rape. They tell stories about confident, big-spirited women who cry themselves to sleep. Yet, once the wounds are spoken about and danced about, they turn into healing bombs. The audience has this experience, certainly, carried along by sound and courage and beauty. But this one is for the colored girls in the show. At every performance, they are the rainbow and they are enough. So very two very different shows and two very different sets of reviews, James. I wanted to talk about them together. I don't really think anyone is taking too much away from the content of Bella Bella. But what I was really struck by is the difference of these two, both of them opening on Tuesday, where you have a show that is very women-centric and women telling their own stories And then you have a woman-centric show that is being told by a man, no matter how lovingly. And I loved Bella Bella, uh, having seen it a couple nights before opening. But I had the same complaint that as toned down as Harvey was and on stage in all black, as respectfully as it was done, I am much more interested in seeing those future incarnations where a woman is playing Bella.
0: So, I haven't seen it yet, but I, mm-hmm. uh, I i i was i I was just stunned when I heard the the initial announcement that yeah. Harvey was going to do it, and then the discussion about how close Harvey and Bella were in real life yeah, I'm not sure that excuses it, but uh, I mean Harvey, maybe you should have produced it or directed it, but i that, that was a that, that should have been a woman there that's I mean.
1: been that's been a lot of the conversation is you know their closeness they were they were friends uh, and uh, yeah I Harvey's Harvey's talked about in interviews how he's doing this now and it opens it up for women to do it in the future for there to be like a concert or benefit production where you know Uh, you know, like Lily Tomlin can play and people like that. I, I really do wish uh, as great as I think the material was. And I thought, I thought the play itself was great. I am pretty firmly in the boat that I, (laughs) I'm sure you could have found an outgoing brassy woman to play Bella Abzug. All right. So
0: we have up next, what do we have in other news?
1: Oh, we have several big news items to run through real quick, James. We now officially, first of all, have a date for the 12th annual Jimmy Awards. The Broadway League announced the ceremony will take place next year on Monday, June 29th at 7.30 p.m. at the Minskoff Theater. 92 nominees from 46 regional awards programs around the U.S. will be featured, making it the biggest Jimmy Awards in history. The National Broadway-focused talent showcases celebrates high school students from around the country and features ensemble and solo performances. Always a big fan of the Jimmy Awards. Also announced yesterday, Ramin Karimloo, Samantha Barks, Luke Walsh, and Takanori Saito will lead a production of the musical Chess at Osaka Japan's Umeda Arts Theater. The Nick Winston-directed production will run for one night on January twenty seventh, 2020. Complete casting has also finally been announced for the upcoming North American tour of Lincoln Center Theater's production of My Fair Lady. Joining the previously announced Shireen Ahmed and Lauren McIntosh will be Leslie Alexander, Adam Gruper, Wade McCollum, Kevin Paraso, gate and scott and sam simak the tour will tech and launch in syracuse new york before officially opening at the kennedy center in washington dc with an official press opening for december 19th additional tour dates including charlotte north carolina greenville south carolina nashville tennessee and east lansing michigan with more dates to come. And finally, James. Some exciting news was teased last night on the Tweety as Baz Bim and Boy broke the news that Whoopi Goldberg and Jennifer Saunders will be joining the London 2020 run of Sister Act. Goldberg, of course, starred in the original film and played a very limited engagement of the original London production. The new production is reportedly scheduled to open on July 29th, 2020 at the Hammersmith Apollo for currently 39 performances. Goldberg will play Dolores and Saunders will play Mother Superior. And we should be getting more information on the production and cast at some point this morning, but this is very exciting, James. Might be worth me making that trip over to London. I mean, that and Sunday in the Park with George, and uh, apparently moving there now on our dime. But if nothing else, this will uh, this will give Whoopi what I'm sure is a much-needed and earned vacation from the view. Did you
0: have you seen Whoopi on stage live?
1: I haven't. No.
0: So uh, I was thinking because you mentioned the other day that you hadn't seen the producers and yeah. the pr- one of the previous tenants in the St James was funny thing happened on the yes. way
1: before him. yes,
0: which uh, Whoopi did when she was amazing.
1: Ah, uh, I would have she, loved she's to just see that. Amazing. There's another time machine thing.
0: Yeah. Exactly, and it's a Sondheim show for you, you know.
1: Always a Sondheim show, yeah. As I as I mentioned, Sunday in the Park over in London, but now uh, Whoopi and Sister Act over in London. Ashley wants to get us out of here yeah all right thanks for listening to today on Broadway be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway radio and again head over to patreon.com/ Broadway radio to get your Broadway news fix a little bit earlier you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NoThisIsAshley. this is Ashley James Marino take us on out of here.
0: Alright, my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And is it Matt and Ashley tomorrow? Yeah, I'll at least it's be Matt, here. Matt and Ashley tomorrow. And uh, don't forget to go over to patreon.com if you want to get our shows the night before. We'll talk to you soon.